Hello, welcome into the three-round mock draft special on your favorite football podcast. The two people that will be doing this lovely two-and-a-half-hour adventure is Raceland and myself, James. Raceland, how are we feeling? This is the third year in the row that the mock draft is coming up in the lineup of episodes. Well, i tell you this, it's... Definitely the longest podcast I think we've ever done. <laughs> it, it, it usually is, um, although our collab which, with Not Your Average Sports Fans podcast is probably making a run for the money because that was a two-hour long episode. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, this is the longest podcast we've ever recorded, as in, like, because we've done other podcasts before, and, like, eventually we're just like, you know, we don't have time, so it dies out. Three years running, man. It's hard to believe. I mean, we started this, believe it or not, back in... It was right after the Super Bowl in the pandemic era. Yes. Right after the Super Bowl. So really early on 2021, um, I believe our first episode was talking about the Super Bowl. And a lot has changed. Obviously, we're not in the pandemic anymore. Um, you know, everything's back to normal. Um, and really, I mean, our teams are up and down like a roller coaster ride at Cedar Point. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it always is unfortunate. But at least, you're, you mean... At least your team has had some some success over the last few years before hitting rock bottom. The success we've had in the last five years was a playoff berth, but then a loss. Well, your mean, team just won in the playoffs this year. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind, before we got to that playoff win this year, we went from 2017, five minutes and some seconds and left in the AFC Championship game, and then 2018... Six wins, 19, six wins, 20, one win. <laughs> Do I need to continue? No, you don't need to. <laughs> so we're not going to continue that depressing discussion because, well, the last thing I want to talk about is the depressing times in that 2020 season. But, hey, it did bring Trevor Lawrence to, Jack to Jacksonville, Florida. There you but, go. yeah, like you said, it's our, I mean, this is – Definitely kind of crazy to think about three years running um, and a lot more to come. I mean, we we do have a lot of things on market. I mean, I'm hoping to get the road tripping series back up once the draft is over. Um, we're going to have our individualized one-round mock draft um, coming up the next couple of weeks. Raceland will have one week. I'll have another. And I also have another idea I'm going to throw at Raceland here off the air after we get done recording. Well, here's the issue, though. Are we going to... Are we going to have time to do mine and then yours? Because the draft is 13 days away. I know. It's hard to believe. I no, mean, it's 12 days away It's now. 12 days away. And this, in wrestling, if I remember correctly, this is the latest that we've ever done the three-round mock draft. Normally, because we're wrestling fans, and you, Pat, and myself were always together on WrestleMania weekend, so we just recorded it then, right? Yeah. We grinded it out, yeah. exciting for WrestleMania, and we just grinded it out outside normally. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but this year, you know, just, you know, with my track schedule and your work schedule and your, you know, outside life, you know, it's, it was kind of hard to kind of coordinate times this year to sit down for two and a half hours to get this thing going. But we'll, we'll figure it out. I think we'll have time, um, even if it's one of those things where we just put both of ours in one episode and might have to, we'll, might have to. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge and we'll get there. We'll talk about it off air and. Go from there. Yeah, but like you said, 13 days away. 12. 12 days, yeah. 12 days away. 12 days away from the NFL draft. Christmas in April is what I like to call it. Yes, sir. Um, it's coming quick. I mean, this offseason race on in general has come quick. But 
the way the draft is going to work tonight, or this afternoon, whatever, whenever time you're listening, is Raceland's going to have all the odd number picks. So, for example, he's going to have the number one overall pick. He's going to have the number three, five, seven, etc. Mm-hmm. And I'll be of taking over the evens. Two, four, six, eight. 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 28, 30. And look who's on math today. <laughs> I think I skipped 28. <laughs> I think I went 26, 30. I don't know. Well, hey, it's going. Hey, people got to get used to the 31 picks this year because there's no 32. The 32 is the second rounder this year. Yep, because the Dolphins, uh, they done screwed up. The Dolphins, uh, yeah, they got their pick removed from the tampering situation there with Tom Brady and company. With one Sir Tomas Brady. Yeah, who doesn't seem to be coming back, but we'll have to wait and see. To f- I, see. I doubt he comes back. But Raceland, since you do have the number one pick, you are on the clock with the Carolina Panthers. Um, so, do you need a second to think, or do you already have this on your mind? Uh, with the number one pick, the Carolina Panthers are taking C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where I'm leaning to with that pick. Um, C.J. Stroud, obviously, in the combine, really impressed people. His pro day really impressed people, and if you turn on the film, you saw a lot of good things. Now, obviously, Dalton and I must, and, and the rest of the gang when we were here had that talk about how there's some little things that he can work on. But with the right coaching, I think he's going to improve. Now with the Panthers, they, they're gearing up to win now, it seems like. That division's wide open. Yes and no. Um, they're going to have to now obviously get receiver help trading up for this number one pick. They got rid of DJ Moore. So, but I think, I mean, obviously we can address those later here in the draft. Yeah, but didn't they, uh, I'm blanking on the name, so I apologize, but didn't they pick up a free agent? I don't know, I don't remember. Yeah, I thought I don't, they... I don't follow the Panthers too much. Well, I'll look it up, but yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, that division, though, is wide open, and obviously they kept some key pieces together. Obviously they got, you know, Brian Burns still there, the defense is Jeremy really... Jeremy Chin's still there. Yeah, so there are a lot of, de- oh, they got DJ Chark. And Adam Thielen in the offseason. Oh, that's right. They did get Thielen. So, so yeah, they're they're kind of gearing up to win now. Like you said, that division's wide open because, I mean, let's be honest, that division's probably going to end up being the worst this year. Uh, they they could surprise us um, and may not be the worst division, but the NFC South is looking a bit pooish right now because, I mean, you got Carolina, who they hold the number one pick. You've got Tampa Bay, who looks like they're probably going to start Kyle Trask. Unless Baker... Yeah, they might start. I don't know if they'll start bigger. It depends. We'll see. I mean, I think they should start Trask, but that's, we've already talked about that plenty of times. Right, right. But. And you got the Saints. I mean, they have Derek Carr, so they could be okay because they've already got a pretty powerful offense. Um, and the Falcons are the Falcons, so we'll, I don't know. With Desmond Ritter at the quarterback. Yeah. At, at this point, they might as well just let Kyle Pitts play quarterback, too. Well, Kyle Pitts, man, I feel bad for him because he's the only guy on that team. And Well, Drake London. Yeah, but I feel bad for him, too, because there's. I mean, they don't have a guy that can get him the football consistently. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So I have the number two pick with the Houston Texans, and since C.J. Stroud is off the board, look, I'm going with Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. I do not believe the talk of that they're, that that's not a lock for a quarterback because they have the number 12 pick. All the top prospects in this draft, that quarterback is going to be taken before that 12th pick and even probably the top 10 is over with. And look, they can't keep playing the risk of, well, because I heard one uh, media analyst talk about Caleb Williams next year. Well, the Houston Texans thought they were going to have the number one overall this year, and look what happened. They won their last game of the year, and they now have the number two pick. They squandered that opportunity. Yeah, and they, you can't keep saying next year, next year, next year, 
especially the way that the division is going in the AFC South. Right now, the top two teams are by far the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Um, Tennessee Titans is kind of faltering away. The only reason they're still in contention is because they still got um, Simmons there in the, de- the defensive interior and obviously Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry is not getting any younger. And the Colts, well, the Colts are doing what the Colts always does. They're bringing in a veteran quarterback and Gardner Minshew, and yeah. hopefully they, and they're they going to try to, I imagine, get a young prospect in this draft. So really, that division, if it's a lot of the teams are rebuilding in a sort, and you can't keep delaying your rebuild. I mean, you should. they should have started rebuilding when they traded Deshaun Watson and had those three first, like those multiple first round. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... I get last year there wasn't you know the quarterback that wowed you in a sense, but this the year you have Bryce Young who granted there's a lot of questions on his height and his size, but man like you can't you just got you got to take somebody you can't go out another year with Davis Mills nope and especially when you're hiring your third head coach in three years and D'Amico Ryan's it, it you get I mean it, the the thing the Texans are starting to do is if you don't do well. Or you don't do what the plan is, and I think it's pretty obvious the plan last year was to tank for number one. Yep. Because if it wasn't, then why you fired Lovey Smith after one year? Um, so it'll be interesting, but I think the Texans do take Bryce Young there at number two. Okay. Uh, so for the third pick, uh, Cardinals are on the clock. I'm going to take Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher from Alabama. Look, I mean, this is a pick that unless the Cardinals trade out of it, it's a pick they're going to make. Yeah, I mean, Will Anderson Jr. is going to be he he's just going to bring another speedy linebacker, potentially edge rusher there for the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals are in an interesting situation because now with the Buda Baker trade request, yeah, I do think they should trade back. I agree. I think they should trade back, get some capital, potentially with you know one of like maybe the Falcons might be a good con- uh, contender there to trade up to the number three to try to get their quarterback, and. I would trade Brian Branch if I'm the Cardinals, if he can trade back deep enough. Yeah, I mean it's possible because looking at you know the the options here now for the number three pick for the Cardinals, the team that's really starting to kind of take over these as the favorite is the Titans. So the Cardinals, from what I've seen, ideally would get their first round pick. This year, either their second or third round pick this year, and a first round pick next year. I mean, I think that would be. I I don't think they take that trade though, considering if we look at the landscape of the Cardinals. Or I mean, right now they're kind of the the dumpster franchise as of late, and not even just on the like not on the field wise, but from the season time ended to now. It's been kind of a lot of news in there. Obviously, the owner's under investigation for cheating. Then you got, you know, Buda Baker requesting a trade. Kyler Murray's still hurt. Yep. I think there's a lot going on. And if you lose a guy like Buda Baker, who clearly wants out, apparently, then you got to replace him immediately because if you don't have a first round this year, sure, you can go get a safety in the second, third rounds. But... Well, they did. They'd have a, they'd have the first round this year. They'd get the Titans' first round pick. I thought you said next year because based no, on yeah, they they would get so they would get the Titans' first rounder. So they'll they'll swap first round picks. They'll a get second, a third, and the a first second next or year. a third, and then the Titans' okay. first rounder. For I next missed year. that first part because yeah. I thought you said second and second and third no, this no, no, year. No, no, no. It's a, a second or third. Okay. It's a second or third for this so year. That could be a plausible trade. I mean, 
I mean, if you look at the Titans, they're way back there because they were in the they were right on the cusp of a uh, postseason. Uh, they're only eleven, so I mean that'd be a plausible trade. Um, I think that would be one that Cardinals could look at because then you can take Brian Branch there. I wouldn't take him at eleven if if they were to land their second round pick and Branch is available in the second round with their pick, their Tennessee's pick. Take him. You can take him then. However, if it's so there there are a lot of key things kind of going on right now for the Cardinals and their organization of do they keep the third overall pick? Do they trade it out? When or if are we going to see D-Hop traded? Buda once traded. You can easily get a first rounder for Buda Baker. Oh, because he's still so young and he's still he's playing at an elite level. He's one of the top safeties in the league right now. So, if they were to at least trade away one of those two players before the draft. Obviously, D-Hop's probably not going to bring in a first-round pick. And that's pretty evident at this point. Right. I think that the Cardinals, I think they'll be okay. I mean, obviously, this this upcoming season is going to be, it's not going to be good because who knows how long Kyler's going to be out for. Is it going to be half the season? Is it going to be three-quarters of the season? I don't know. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. Um, So, I'm not looking for much this year from that team. Which it's sad to say because I love them. They're my favorite, but you can't be optimistic on something like that when Colt McCoy is a starter for half season, three quarters of the season. Yeah, and 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 James Conner can't be relied on as as the guy because let's be honest, he's never had to be the guy. No, I mean during his time in Pittsburgh, they still had Big Ben, they still had Antonio Brown, like they were good, they were still good. He never had to be the guy. He was he was a good running back there. He's a good running back in Arizona. But he's never had to be the main focus like a Saquon or like a Derrick Henry. He's never had to do that, and I don't think he can take that weight on his shoulders, especially from what we've seen over the past couple seasons now of injuries. Time will tell. Time will tell. So with the fourth pick, I have the Indianapolis Colts here on the board. And I'm going to go with... Carl Brooks, defensive lineman... <laughs> <laughs> Bowling Green. Sergeant no, Badgent. No, you can't screw over teams because I've got the next pick coming up and it's Seattle's. No, I'm not doing that. So I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with Will Levis here okay. for the Colts. And obviously my feelings of Will Levis are pretty clear. But I look at it from this standpoint. The Colts, when you look at their roster, they have the weapons to win now. Yes. They have the defense to win now. Yes. And the two quarterbacks that I was I mean, going between were Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is a project. Yes. And even though I think Will Levis' ceiling is probably hit already, if he can come in and be the day one starter for and, and do – he don't have to be an elite quarterback. I know that people are going to say, well, you're picking him number four. Right. But – Again, the Colts, they've been this is the what they get for playing rent a quarterback for the last four years. Yes. And now you had and because if you're a Colts fan and you draft Anthony Richardson, yeah, you I mean his ceiling's really high and the future might be really bright. But are you willing to let Gardner Minshew take over for a year and see where it lands out? Yeah. Because at that point you're pretty much saying, look, we're okay with not winning the division. And guess what? We know that's not how Jim Ursay works. No, not at all. So I do think they go Will Levis, but I wouldn't be surprised if Richardson is the pick. I wouldn't be either. Um, just because of the skill set he brings. I mean, he brings some similar skill sets like Andrew Luck did with the running and has the strong arm. Um, 
But I just I just think that you know they're in a win now mode situation, and and we know Jim Irsay. It's I mean he he was kept up at night because of the clown game, and then yep. this whole year it was a miserable year for them. So I think Will Levis would be the pick if I was the Colts organization. And one of the things that I'm I'm saying too, obviously, is the Colts a potential trader for to go up one pick to three for the Cardinals. The only way I can see that happening is if obviously they know that there are teams who are vying for that number three pick from Arizona, especially a team in the division like Tennessee. If Tennessee tries to trade up and get a quarterback, well, Indianapolis, if if they look at it and go, well, we want Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, one of the two, we can't take the risk of, of Tennessee jumping up and taking them. Yeah, Espe- but- And again, especially because they're in the same division. Yeah, but also depends too if how close they are together on their draft board. Because if they're pretty close together, then I don't think they trade up just because okay, let's say Tennessee does trade up and get one of those guys, then you get the other guy, but they're close, you don't you're not really losing sleep over it. Right. Well, and that's kind of what I'm saying because from what I've seen also for the Colts to trade up, it would also cost them a first rounder next year. Yeah. A little and 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 probably a third or fourth this year for from them to Arizona. So I don't know. So, all right, fifth pick, Seattle Seahawks are going to take Jalen Carter. Uh, I think they roll another year with Geno because there's so much hype rolling around him right now. Um, I think that they're going to get Jalen Carter, who was at one point the best player in this draft class. I think that he very well could have gone number one if a few things didn't happen, if the Bears hadn't traded out, if he didn't show up out of shape. Um to the combine and 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 to his pro day but now falling to five i think seattle could use they they really could use the defensive line help and with an interior presence like his i think he's going to help out a lot so now you put me on the spot because i was looking at him for the lions here um i'm gonna go with devon weatherspoon for the detroit lions at six cornerback from illinois obviously the jeff okuda trade yeah opened up a corner spot. I don't think he really lived up to what everyone thought he could be. And you know what? That happens a lot at corner position just because the game of the NFL and college are so vastly different. But Devon Witherspoon would fit perfectly in what uh, Coach Campbell wants to do in Detroit. Yeah, He wants people that will play physical, play with grit, and that's what Devon Witherspoon does. He's really good at helping stopping the run, and he's not afraid to get physical. Even in the passing game, he's not afraid to get physical. So, the, I, the the question mark I have for this pick is the Lions run more of a zone defense as opposed to a man-to-man, and that's what Witherspoon is. He's a man-to-man guy because he's going to get right up on you. He's going to be physical. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I hear your, your concern, but I think when you have a guy like him, because if you want that, then maybe Christian Gonzalez is probably more the better fit for them. Yeah. But I don't— I think Devon Witherspoon is the best corner in this draft, and the Lions, for the first time in so long, are able to pick the best available player yep. in a lot of sense. Yep. And if you look at it, I mean, they already got edge rusher. They fixed that last year with Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is not too bad. It's not. So awesome. you don't have to go get you don't have to get Peter Skaronski here. Right. You don't have to. I mean, running back or not drafting running back in the first round for them. Um, you, you your receiving core is pretty decent. Yeah. So, and you have Jared Goff, who played well last year. I mean, he, he fit in the scheme really well. 
So I'm just looking at, okay, Devon Witherspoon, because look, they might win that division next year. They could. They could win that division. They very well could. And then when you get to the playoffs, who's the team that you got to beat right now? The Eagles. Yeah. And you can never have too many good corners to beat that team with the weapons they have. Not at all. And especially a guy, like you said, who's physical in the run game. If he's if he's covering, let's say he's covering A.J. Brown on a short drag or a short slant in route, whatever, and Jalen Hurts decides, hey, I need to take off, he's a guy who can really get physical with the receiver trying to block him. And then he's a guy who can get downhill quick to get to the quarterback. So... I, I agree. I think that's a pretty good pickup. That's a especially for um, something that, a position they need. And like you said, me taking Jalen Carter just before this, uh, not a bad pick at all. Yeah, and if just to, I mean, just a stat here. I mean, De- Devon Witherspoon, um, his comparison according to CBS Sports is Marcus Peters, and he had the fewest yards per attempt allowed with just three, in the whole FBS. Yeah, and that's I mean, obviously he's in the Big Ten, but. Three yards allowed is incredible. It is. It really is. All right, so for the seventh-round pick, or, yeah, seventh-round pick, seventh overall pick, the Oakland Raiders are going to take Peter Skoronsky, tackle from Northwestern. Um, Look, I mean, the the addition of Jimmy Garoppolo this year, they could have used quarterback, but I think they're going to try and bank on Jimmy Garoppolo being a guy they can get for maybe a year or two. Um, And if they don't finish well next year, end up with first overall pick, there's Caleb Williams right there for the taking. So get an offensive lineman now, one of the top tackles, if not the top tackle in this draft, depending on who you ask. Um, So you're setting up your offensive line then for next year if you do go out and you do have that opportunity to get Caleb Williams. Yeah, and they need line help. I mean, that offensive line last year was not very good at all. Not at all. And you got to have someone. You got to have a good offensive line this year because you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not really known for his running. He's more of a drop back real quick, find somebody. Yep. Um, it's gonna be really that 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 team's really interesting going into this year because, I mean, the whole Derek Carr situation and then Jimmy Garoppolo coming in. What do they do? I mean, and that's a tough division still. I mean, you got Justin Herbert in that division. You got Patrick Mahomes in that division. I mean, you've got Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's Russell Wilson, but now look at who his coach is, Sean Payton. Yeah. Maybe Sean Payton can revive Russell Wilson's career. Maybe. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's all just going to depend, obviously, but yeah. it's still, that, again, like you said, it's still a tough division to play in. It is. That's a very tough division. So next up at number eight, we got the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to have them take an Anthony Richardson quarterback from Florida. Um, if Anthony Richardson falls to number eight, the Atlanta Falcons are going to be like Usain Bolt running a 100-meter dash to the yep. podium. Yep. Because, and I get it. I mean, they're, the depth of that position there for Atlanta is not good. Yeah. Um, with Desmond Ritter yeah. and company. However, at that point, you got to take the risk. And look, Atlanta doesn't have a lot of weapons. No, let me see the mouse. Because I need to, oh. I'm going to scroll while you're talking. But, Granted, Anthony, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons don't have a ton of weapons. I mean, yeah, they got Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts. But we don't know what their true potential is because of the fact that they haven't had a quarterback to get them the ball consistently. And Anthony Richardson could do a lot of things. And if even if he's thrust into action week one in Atlanta, I think the expectations are so low for that franchise right now going into the year yeah. that it could be a good learning year. 
It's not like going to the Colts where they have a team built to win and he's going to go and be the reason, you know, right. making interceptions and stuff like that. Right. It's not like, you know, um, let's say the Seahawks. I know there was kind of scuttlebutt there for a while. Well, that team was in the postseason last year, correct? Yeah. So I, I think that if Anthony Richardson has to start year one, Atlanta would be the destination just because the expectations are not very low. Right. I mean, not very high. Right. And, again, it's the vision. I mean, you can probably go win that division with a seven-win year. Seven, eight wins. Possibility. It's always a possibility. All right, so for the number nine pick, Chicago Bears are going to take Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, Texas Tech. Look, I mean, it, it's a position they need. Um I mean, obviously, they need a lot of positions. I, I could have taken Christian Gonzalez. I could have taken Paris Johnson Jr. Um, but I think the more I'm hearing about Tyree Wilson, the more I'm starting to think, you know, he he's the number two defensive lineman in this draft behind Will Anderson. He He's a guy who isn't very big, but he's able to use that size then of not being obviously very big to speed rush the quarterback speed rush his his issue is going to end up being stopping the run because he's not a defensive interior guy he's an edge rusher so i the thing for him is he's he's a guy who shouldn't have his hand in the dirt he's a guy who should be a stand up edge rusher a guy if you have to you can throw him out into a flat and have him play a little bit of coverage and he's got Again, not a not a ton of great speed, but enough speed that you know if you have to have him, you have to have him, and you you can throw him out into a flat, drop him back in in five yards deep if you have to. So, I think that's just one small piece for Chicago, but it's a small piece that could turn out to be a big one in the future. Yeah, I mean they need edge rushers. They haven't had an edge rusher since Khalil Mack consistently. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Bears also, they, they got to start seeing improvement for that team or they're going to have a lot of question marks going into next year at exactly. this time. Exactly. So this pick's tough. I mean, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, they get this um, pick from New Orleans. and See, I don't understand this. I, I, <laughs> it says their number one need is wide receiver. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> You've got two of the top receivers. You probably have the best receiving duo in the league. You don't need another receiver. No, they don't. No, they what don't. Is, what is what is PFF doing here? <laughs> Why they don't need a receiver? Good night. <laughs> wow, they don't really need a ton. They could use a little bit of offensive line help, but they don't need anything. I, I'm. I mean, at this point, you're playing for you're you're drafting for depth. You're drafting young guys that could be future stars in the future. I'm going to go off the wall with this pick. Is that who you're taking? No. Okay, go for it. When we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like you said, the fact that PFF has wide receiver is laughable. They do need defensive interior, but are you going to take Kalijah Kansi that 10? Maybe, but I'd be a little uncomfortable doing that. Um, are you going to pick, if I can scroll down here and, you know, control the mouse, you're not picking a center at 10. There's no, there's no one that good in this draft that's no. worth the top 10 pick. No. Safety, 
Brian Branch is the number one safety. You could pick him, but I don't think they will. Not that early. I could see that if, if, if the draft runs this way, there's one guy I could see the Eagles taking. Um, but I think that, again, if it goes this way, they may end up trying to trade out of him. Yes. They, they yes. Yes, I agree with that. Um, but, man, this is a tough pick. See, if, I, if I'm sitting here at the Eagles, I know who I'm taking. You're probably picking Gonzalez. I would pick. I would take Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. You did run off the wall as if you already knew. I'm hesitant now. Who, who are you thinking? Bijan Robinson. They don't have Miles Sanders. They love to do the RPO. And what can make that offense more d- dangerous is adding a guy like B. John Robinson to the lineup. I didn't think about him. And being at 10, that's a need Philly does have. I wouldn't be surprised to see they take him. Yeah, because, I mean, that they're not going to get him at 30. No. He's gonna be they're... <sighs> it's your pick. But... The only pause that's given me is this. They lost the Super Bowl because they couldn't cover the the short routes exactly. in the red zone. Exactly. With that being said, I do think they go Christian Gonzalez here. Um, B. John Robinson would be a nice fit. Would just add more arsenal to that attack. However, the offense wasn't the reason they lost the Super Bowl. It was they couldn't stop Kansas City late in the game. Yep. Yep. All right, so for number eleven here, the Tennessee Titans are on the clock. Um, By the way, they PFF the Titans need more than receiver and O line for crying out. They need a linebacker. They lost their leading tackler. They did. I think top at least two of their top three are gone. They need uh they need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. Can't tell me otherwise. They need to replace Henry eventually. The wheels are coming off that train slowly but surely. Yep. So, however, I think that they they are going to go with a position that they are desperately going to need this season, especially with the loss of a certain player. Um, Tennessee selects Paris Johnson Jr. Tackle Ohio State. Taylor Lewan leaving is going to hurt them bad. They need a guy who can come in and who can really fill and make holes for Derrick Henry. I mean, like you said, the wheels are falling off Derrick Henry a little bit, but they're not completely off yet. They're loose. They're loose. They're wobbly. And I think they're going to try and rely on him again, especially if they're sitting here at 11, if they can't trade up, whatever. They can't get a quarterback. Again, it also brings up the to the point of, you know, if they don't play well this year and they're in the running for a quarterback next year, you're already building offensive line. The question with that being though, Raceland, is this: Can they win the division with that? Now, for example, I mean, well, they didn't have a good quarterback play last year. They didn't. Now they almost won the division. Do you, do you think they could have won the division if Tannehill didn't get hurt? And I know I know I'm asking you that question. Obviously, as a Jaguars fan, you know that came down to Week 18. 
No, because because one of the element that Josh Dobbs brought to that Week 18 game was his his legs. I because I just look at it this way: is when you go back to the early, earlier matchup of the Jags and Titans when they played in Nashville, Tannehill was getting beat up, beat up, and. And then they played in Week 18 in Jacksonville for the AFC title game, the AFC South title game. Dobbs killed him with his legs, and that was a major factor in that game. Now the the strip sack fumble recovery for a touchdown obviously ended the game, but if it wasn't for Josh's Dobbs, you know, running attack or at least the threat to run, that game's completely different with Tannehill, I think. And granted, and. Let's keep in mind, everybody, the defense for the Titans was great that game. Yeah. Absolutely great. So, do I think they could have won with Tannehill? I think, as as bizarre as it sounds, I think the, the, the using the legs to extend drives for the Titans in that game gave a more better chance to win than Tannehill back in the pocket. Okay. So, I got the Houston Texans at 12. Look... Texans stink. They got a quarterback. Now they got to give the quarterback some friends. Yep. They got to give him some friends. Yep. So, with the 12th pick, I have the Houston Texans selecting Quentin Johnston from TCU, receiver. Okay. He's a guy that I'm saying that isn't going to go until the second round. I, and, and no a, way. A lot of mock drafts that I'm seeing, extended mock drafts outside the first round, have the Cardinals taking him in the second round. I'd be surprised. I would be too. I really would be, especially now that we get farther deeper into the first round here. There are teams who are going to need receivers. Kansas City, they need a receiver because Juju's gone now. Obviously, you don't have Tyreek. You can replace, obviously, you can't replace his speed, but you can get good speed from Quentin Johnson. If you get Quentin Johnson in there with, well, Hardman's even gone now. Hardman's gone too. So the Chiefs are really going to have to look at receivers. If Quentin Johnson falls to the Chiefs, he's gone. Yeah. And I, but I just think too, Quentin Johnston with his size and speed. I mean, we compared him to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins before he got hurt was incredible. So, and I mean, obviously JSN's right there. So you could take him too, but the injuries, yeah. So I don't know. I I think Quentin Johnston would be speed. They need speed. On that team, and race was asking for the mouse. Well, because I can only see two players, and it's nothing of what the Jets need. No, they they don't need that. Oh goodness! Uh, the Jets at number thirteen are going to trade away the pick, and then they're going to try to lure Ben Roethlisberger out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing off of as if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. You, you almost have to, right? Well, but we uh, so for this sake, because he's not on the team yet, I am playing as if they don't have him because right now they don't. Um, gosh, this one's difficult. All right, for the thirteenth pick, Jets are taking Joy Porter Jr. Corner. Penn State. Look, I think if you get him in there and you pair him with um, Sauce Gardner, you've got one of the best corner duos in the league. 
Potentially. Yeah, but my only hesitation with that is, is the fact that that defense is already built. And one thing about the defense being built is you just invested into a corner last year in the draft early on in the first round. Right, so but again— So now you're going to go back-to-back, so their contracts are going to happen at the exact, almost the exact same time. So, and if Joey Porter plays well, like I think he will, are you really going to be wanting to invest that much money in two corners? It's almost unheard of in the league. It is, but again, like the there's no quarterback to be taken. They they could use receiver help, but they don't necessarily need it. Um, there's no real good linebackers to take here. There's no real good tackles I could have taken here offensively. So I'm just I'm building on their defense that was already pretty good to then be better because I mean what's the old adage in football? One of the old adages: defense wins championships. Now obviously you're not going to win a championship with Zach Wilson at the helm, but if they do go out and get. Aaron Rodgers, they'll be okay. All right. Well, time will tell on that one as well. Um, I have the New England Patriots there at 14. And, look, they they need everything under the sun right now. Um, obviously, the situation with Mac Jones is getting kind of sticky at best. Um, but with that being said, I do think they take Jackson Smith and Jigba there at 14. They don't have any weapons there for Mac Jones or whatever quarterback they decide to go with when the season opens up. So they got to have that. And to be honest, like they kind of, the Patriots and Bill Belichick, the whole entire organization has kind of dealt Mac Jones a really crappy hand. They really because, have. Because, yes, he flourished in his first year. They were 9 and 7, I think, went to the postseason, early exit. But then the second year, they didn't improve around the roster. They didn't improve. Yeah. And what has been Bill Belichick's thing since Tom Brady was there? They have not gotten any skill set receivers playmakers to surround them to help the quarterback not to do it all. And I'm going to be, look, this is a bold statement. I've made it a couple times here on the show. If Bill Belichick does not make the postseason this year, they should move on from Bill Belichick. I think he's, I think, in a, I know he's won all those Super Bowls, and I get it, but I think it's almost as if he's outstayed his welcome because now he keeps putting the franchise back and back and back. And guess what? If the Mac Jones experiment doesn't work, whether it's because of Mac Jones, whether it's because Bill Belichick is so hard-headed, then guess what? It's time to move on because now you have to do a whole new rebuild. I don't know if I can foresee that happening. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know if I can foresee it. Uh, so with the 15th pick here, Green Bay is on the clock. Um, I'm going to go with typical Green Bay route. I'm not going to draft an offensive weapon. I'm going to draft Kalaja Kansi, defensive interior from Pittsburgh. Rodgers isn't going to be there anyways. Again, there's no quarterbacks to be taken here. There's no receivers to be taken here. I could have taken Dalton Kincaid, but that's almost a waste of a first-round pick for him if you don't have a quarterback that can throw to him. Well, and I mean, it's it's something they, they kind of need. They need a defensive line. He's a guy that you've compared, some people have compared to Aaron Donald. So why not get a potential next Aaron Donald? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... The only thing is they have Jonathan Allen right there in the middle already. So that that be that would be a scarier interior line. It would be. It would be a very scary interior line. Um I have Washington at 16. This is a tough team to pick for because their offense is really good. Um they, they just were hindered by Carson Wentz yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Um 
So I'm looking at defense side of the ball. Again, another good defense, a team that really should be playing better than what it has been. But I look at the division and what they have to do to potentially beat the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And what is that? they got to get after the passer more than what they already have been. So I'm going to go with a guy that could be a really good pairing with Chase Young, and that's Luke Van Ness from Iowa. Okay. I, I think he'll be a good pick there. He's an edge rusher, proven he can get to the quarterback consistently. He's really good in the run game as well. He's used to playing physical football there in the Big Ten. And I think that if you bring a guy like that in, you can start maybe closing the gap and start helping defend against those high-powered offenses right. in the NFC East, like i.e. Cowboys and Eagles. Right. All right, so for the 17th pick, the Steelers are on the clock. Um, there are a few different types of things they need, but one that you know kind of stood out a little bit last year, now they just added a, a, a key piece to the defense. Um, but I'm still going to draft here at the same position that they just picked up that player because that player is a bit older. He's been in the league since 2011. Um, Steelers are going to take Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. I mean, Banks was the second-best corner in the Big Ten this year just behind Joey Porter, and it was close. Deontay Banks is another one of those guys who's physical. He's not as physical as what Joey Porter is, but he's still a guy who's going to get after the quarterback if he has to. He's going to stay in coverage as long as he has to. He's got top-tier speed. He's a guy that I think could make a, 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 a significant change, especially for the Steelers playing in the division they do. You got to go up against Joe Burrow. You got to go up against Deshaun Watson. Maybe again Lamar Jackson in, in Baltimore, especially now that they have OBJ. You've given Lamar a weapon. Look out. Well, agreed. <laughs> okay. I, I can't really. I mean, I like that pick there because the thing that. Really, it's kind of ironic, but the Pittsburgh Steelers were known for so long for their powerful defenses yeah. in the front seven with really good players in the back end. And they haven't had that in a very long time. Um, I mean, now they got Mika Fitzpatrick in the, as a safety, They but they don't have a really good corner right now. Not really. They don't. like well, And like I just kind of talked about, I didn't say who it was, but they signed Patrick Peterson. Old. Yeah, that's Old. what I said. He's been in the league for 12 years now. Yeah, he's old and and he didn't play really well last year. No, there in Minnesota, he once he left Arizona, he he was out of his prime. Agreed. Um, so I got the Lions again here at number eighteen. I'm gonna have them taking B. John Robinson from Texas. I get, you know, we all say running backs are dime a dozen. You can draft them all day long, but again, Lions, who do they have? Running back DeAndre Swift, roller coaster, like riding Millennium Force. Well, they've got David Montgomery now too, don't they? I think they do, but B. John Robinson's better. I agree. He's better. I agree. I agree. You lost. He just, and here's the re, here's the thing too. You lost your leading scorer last year in Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. He left. You didn't resign him. Yeah. So, and well, and we've we've seen Dan Campbell's offense. It's he he wants to run that high powered offense, and B. John Robinson is a guy you can look at. I mean, in my opinion. I wouldn't have taken Bijan Robinson here just because you already have two solid running backs. You're just going to crowd that room. But again, however, you look on the flip side of that, look at what the Niners did a couple years ago in the playoffs. I mean, they they almost won the Super Bowl because of their running backs. Yeah, but DeAndre Swift's contract should be coming up. He was drafted in the 2020 draft. It's coming up, yep. So, 
again, if you're not looking to keep him on board for long term, this brings in a guy that is being compared to Saquon Barkley, for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All right, so next up I've got number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers need quite a bit. However, I think they're going to go a little unconventional. I think they're going to take top guy. He was actually just cleared earlier this week, actually within the last couple days, because of a back injury he suffered this past season in college. That's tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah. I mean, look. They can't take quarterback here because there's not one to take. Do they ride with Baker? Do they ride with Trask? They could use a little bit of, of a help on the offensive line, sure, but it's not bad. Uh, defensive interior, again, they could use it, but they still have Vita Vey. Top defensive tackle in the league, one of the tops. And then safety, I mean, they still have um, Dante Whitner Jr. He's, he's a good safety. So I think the best pick here would have been Dalton Kincaid. And that's gonna and look, I mean, they're again they got to have a quarterback, but they they don't have really a very dynamic tight end right now. And they Dal- don't. And Dalton Kincaid can do a lot of different things. Yep. And I mean, right now you got Mike Evans, who's on the down end. He's he's getting older. I um, mean, still got Chris Godwin, who's still young and good. Um. So yeah, I mean, you gotta. But then also a position to look for. And nineteen is a linebacker. If if Levante David does get his wish and gets out of town, no, not not, Devon, not Levante David. Uh, Devin Devin White. White, yeah, sorry, Devin Le- White. Levante David's pretty good too. But Devin White, but he's he's still a key piece in that defense. Yep. And you know, again, that would be interesting. But again, I don't think a linebacker is going in the first round this year. Um, I could see one, but not until later. Later, but no, he's not going top twenty, top no, you know, twenty five ish. Um, so I got the Seattle Seahawks on the clock there at number 20, and I'm going to have them taking defensive interior from Clemson, Brian Busset. So you've got them taking two. Because I, well, because you got to remember, I took. Oh, you um, picked Joe. All right, so I changed my pick. Okay. I changed my pick. I totally forgot about that. Totally forgot about Jalen Carter. How did yeah. I forget about that monster of a man? Because you wanted him at six for the Lions. <laughs> I know I was pouting over. It. I know you were. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. Man, this is a tough pick. Now, thanks a lot, Raceland. You're welcome. <laughs> Help a brother out, man. You're killing me. I... <laughs> killing me, Smalls. I mean, there was a guy on that list that I. You, there was a couple guys on that list you could still take. Yeah, I know. Like especially I know. the two of those guys right there. I'm gonna go with Nolan Smith from Georgia. Okay, he was one of them I was kind of hinting at. Again, it's a guy that you build on that defensive line. Again, the sack production in two that last year was not great, but he did have seven sacks, I believe, the year before. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that's fast. We all saw that the combine can attack potentially in the run game. It'll be interesting to see how he can transition to the next level. Well, and the good thing here for him now is, too, is you're pairing him with a, a, a teammate from Georgia in Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. So those two already know how to work well with each other, bounce off each other, and play as top tier they can. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. Hope so. All right. So Even though it my original. Yeah. So um, let's see. 
All right, I got it. So with the 21st pick, I'm going to make a one very pet proud. Chargers are taking Jordan Addison, receiver, USC. Look, I mean, he's he's one of the top receivers in this draft class. The Chargers need receiver. Keenan Allen's getting, like Mike Evans, up there in age. He's he's older. Mike Williams isn't as productive as he, he had been the previous season, and injury is a, is a part of that. So, I mean, look, you're, you're going in. It's a guy that can really work, probably work well with Justin Herbert. Give him a, a, a new number one in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the only thing is, is what do you – the Chargers are interesting because injury bug always kills them, right? Yes. Um, you still got Sammy Watkins, I believe, there. Um, you still got Keenan Allen there. Adding Jordan Addison would, I think, is something that they need to do because they need to start younging, not younging up, but freshening up that receiving room. Yes. It's, it's getting too old. Yes. And and I think the quicker you do it, especially in this draft class where it is kind of deep, the better the transition will be because Justin Herbert's still in his prime. Exactly. So, well, yeah. and he he's just hitting his prime too. Yeah, I mean, and he will be for the next ten years. Um, so that's something they got to do. But the, yeah, the Chargers are, yeah, I think receiver it should be top of their list. Yep, and it is on PFF. First time they got something right. <laughs> so I got the Baltimore Ravens next at twenty two. I got now this is where I do have them taking Brian Perse. They need interior help, especially since Calais Campbell decided to take his balance to Atlanta. Yeah, the Dirty South, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I think edge-wise, I, I know Miles Murphy's still on the board, but he concerns me. You know, not a lot of great production there. Yeah. Um, but they, I think Brian Brissy and that Baltimore Ravens defense would be a perfect fit for them. I think it would be, and especially now with having David Ajabo back. Um, he came back towards the end of this past season, and he looked pretty solid. Yes. So I think if you compare the two up well, then you won't have a problem with that. All right, so I have the Vikings at 23. Um, this one is a bit tough to kind of pick. Do I take a wide receiver and Zay Flowers to help out Justin Jefferson so he's not the only one? Because obviously Thielen's gone now. He's in Carolina. We already talked about that. Do I get them help defensively because Lord knows they need it? That's what I'm going to do. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, hang on. They're tough. But, I mean, again, with Justin Jefferson, you got K.J. Osborne there right now. Um, obviously, the the Minnesota Vikings last year were one and done in the postseason. Yep. Um, and look, their defense last year was not very good, and really they needed a lot on that defensive side of the football. I mean, according to PFF, three of their top four needs are defensive needs. And you're looking at that division. I mean, but the thing is that division outside of Detroit, Green Bay might be stinky because of the rebuild potential. Aaron Rodgers leaving. Um, they need a quarterback, but uh, Tanner McKee is not the guy there, friend. No, uh, PFF has him at 37. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm going to give him one of the top 
players left in the draft here so far in the first round. Vikings are taking Miles Murphy, edge rusher Clemson. Look, I mean, they, they need help defensive-wise. Um, it's it's what cost them some games last year. It's what cost them a, games two seasons ago. Trust me, I know, because I watched them squander the game against Arizona. Um, I think Miles Murphy can go in. He can be a help to that defense, uh, being able to get after the quarterback a little quicker. Um, I mean, and you're going into a division now for or for uh, Murphy to where you know, quarterback play isn't always the greatest. I mean, look at where they're at right now. They've got Jared Goff, Rodgers possibly, who knows, and Justin Fields. So I got the Jaguars there at 24. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough decision. It's a two-man race. Two well, man I race. know one of them, and I don't know who the second one is. I want to say it's one of the two there. It's one of the two here. You're correct. Do I go with my heart or my head? Every question I ask in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't been asked that one yet. Um, I'd say take the smart pick. The smart pick? Yep. Then I'm picking Darnell Wright from Tennessee. That's not what I thought you were going to take, but all right, cool. Look, and the reason it's a smart pick is this. You have Rayshon Jenkins still. Now, depending on what they want to do next year with his contract, move on. But he was playing the best football towards the end of the year last year. You have Andre Sisco. Um, Brian Branch is intriguing because he is a young athletic safety so if you do move on from Rayshon it's already built in that he can go fill in he could play some slot there but really Darnell right right now we need tackle we had no depth of tackle right now our two starting tackles are Walker Little and Cam Robinson and one of those are going left one of those are going right and Cam Robinson has never played right tackle in the NFL he's always been left tackle Walker Little the problem is thrived at left tackle towards the end of the year last year when yep. Cam Robinson went down. So we got to get depth there because right now we have no swing tackle and our line depth right now is bad. So as much okay. as I have you know, this this draft crush with Brian Branch and I, I want to give do. him the last rose and become a Jaguar, <laughs> um, but in this instance I got to go smart and it would not surprise me if the Jaguars went tackle there at 24. And really it kind of makes sense. We need depth. I mean if it's one of their biggest needs then yeah, it's understandable. I mean, it's not a big need according to PFF. Not according but, to PFF. But, but, I mean, as a t- guy that is, follows this team pretty intently, they just don't have depth there. And, right. And right now, Cam Robinson's coming off an injury, a pretty significant injury. So is he going to be the same guy once he steps on the field week one? Yeah. And we need competition there because at the end of the day, we got to put our best two tackles on the field. And right now we only have two that can really compete for that job. Yeah. And I don't want to go get a second, third-round tackle protect Trevor Lawrence. I just don't want to do that. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. And I, I ideally, if Walker Little beats Cam Robinson out for that job, he goes left. Darnell Wright goes to right. No pun intended. Yeah. And you save a butt-ton of money by trading or cutting Cam Robinson next year. There you go. There you go. All right, so for 25, I have the Giants. Um, I already know who I'm taking. I'm, I'm going to give him Zay Flowers. They need help receiver-wise. Um, I mean, especially if they're wanting to try and make things work with Daniel Jones. It's a position of need for them 
so very highly because, I mean, they brought in uh, Kenny Galladay, didn't do anything at all. So I, I think Zay Flowers here is the best pick. They don't necessarily need an offensive line. They could use some defensive help. Brian Branch would have been this, the second guy I took there, but I mean, their 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 defense is already sneaky good. I think adding Branch would have then made that even more phenomenal. But they need to focus on areas of work right now, and an area of work in need is receiver. So I got the Dallas Cowboys at 26. I'm going to have them taking Brian Branch. I think that's a, a, a position that they can improve on from last year. Again, it goes back to look who they're going against. They're going against the Eagles. They're going to start going. They 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 go against the the Commanders. They go against you know the the Giants. Then they got to be able to stop the, the the passing game. And Brian Branch is a guy that could do that. Again, he's very versatile. He can play some slot. He can play normal uh, a, a safety position. He can help in the run game. So I think it makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys because right now their starting safety is. Um, Safeties are Javon Curse and I just lost it. Javon Curse and um, it doesn't matter who the other guy is. <laughs> it doesn't because Brian Branch is going to be younger. I guess it does matter if I want to be factually correct, huh? No, I had it right. Javon Curse is the strong, and Donovan Wilson is the free. So I think that uh, Brian Branch could compete for one of those jobs and be a day one starter for the Cowboys. Very well could be. Very well could be. Uh, I I was kind of hoping you wouldn't take him there because I would have taken him here at 27 with the Bills. Um, but since you did, I have to go a different direction. Um, How's it feel? It's not easy. Well, thank you. Obviously now because, you know, B. John Robinson's off the table. Brian Branch is off the table. Um, scroll down. I had my pick there. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State. Look, the Bills need help in the secondary. I, he's a guy who he's made a name for himself, but it's not like one of the top cornerback names. But he's still a guy who can go out and he can compete for a starting job. He can be a solid day one player if you need him to be. Um, I mean, playing in Mississippi State, you're playing in the SEC, so you're playing top-tier competition quite a bit. So I think him there is a good pick. No, I agree. And, you know, that's something they need to improve on. And it's just the Bills are, I mean, they need a running back, but with Bijan being off the board in our mock draft, it, they need it, it's kind of they need to pivot pretty quick. Right. Um, so with pick number 28, I had the Cincinnati Bengals taking Michael Mayer from t- uh, Notre Dame tight end. They need tight end help. They do. They need tight end help. And Michael Mayer is able to go out in the past. He can be an effective receiver in the passing game, but he's also a really good run blocker as well. And I think that's something that the Bengals need. And they don't need a lot. I mean, secondary they need, but I think they could build up that in the later rounds because yeah. I don't think anybody left on the board in those positions are really first-rounders unless you want to go Cam Smith, probably from South Carolina. You right. can sneak in there. Right. Um, but I think that Michael Mayer falling to 28 could be a huge pickup for the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, very well could be. I mean, again, he's one of the top tight ends in this draft. He's, it, again, depending on who you talk to, he is the top tight end. Uh, so I had picked 29 for the Saints. Um, their biggest need is offensive line. 
Um, not necessarily tackles, but more interior. So I have them taking Osiris Torrance, the best guard. You did it to me again! <laughs> Why? What, were you going to take him here? Yes! Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Why do you think I was scrolling down? I was like, I know he's down here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got them. I've got the, the Saints taking Osiris Torrance. He's the best ta- guard. Or yeah, tackle. He's the best guard in the draft, um, and by far the best. So I think, I think him not being taken earlier is a bit of an issue for some teams, but for most of them, guard wasn't a the biggest need and the biggest need for the Saints is interior offensive line why not go get the best one available no and he's he's a monster man he's a big big dude in the in there very physical blocker too um the only thing is I mean the, a lot of the and really it doesn't really apply this but it does though because they use Alvin Kamara this way is a lot of questions are on him is, is can he go wide to block right Right, he's very in in the box, you know that type of run game. Right, but people are concerned about his wide zone scheme. So, um, but again, I think he's physical enough. I think he has the athletic ability to do so in the NFL. And they're at twenty nine. That's a good pick for the New Orleans Saints. I unfortunately got the Eagles again because the first time around just wasn't tough enough. I got to do it again. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to have them taking. Man, this is a tough one. Do you, do you want to know what I would do here if I were trade in, it back? No, I would I would pick a guy for essentially depth because if you look at the two positions that they have guys in, they're older. Yes, so they're starting to obviously get that up there in age. You're going to have to draft a guy who can sit behind one of them for a year because they've got one of the best offensive lines. I'll just tell you right now, it's an offensive tackle. They've got one of the best offensive lines in the league. But again, however, they're they're really up there in age. Lane yeah. Johnson, he's he contemplated retirement. Obviously, Jason Kelsey con- contemplated retirement, but we're not picking we're not picking centers here. So Yeah, in that regard, I'm taking Anton Harrison tackle from Oklahoma. Um he's according to the Armark draft, he is the best tackle left on the board according to PFF. Um it was a close one between him and Broderick Jones. Yeah. But I do think Anton Harrison will get the nod. Especially, I think he fits in really well with the Eagles do on offense because he's kind of familiar with that, with the Oklahoma-style playing style. Yeah. Um. So I, I really like the Anton Harrison there for the Eagles at 30. All right, so for the final pick in the first round, um, Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to take Will McDonald. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Wide receiver is their biggest need. However, there's not a there's one guy I could have taken, but passing up on Will McDonald at, at this slate is not the best option to go for Josh Downs at receiver. I think that they need they need more help at receiver, but again, that doesn't outweigh Will McDonald on, on the defensive line more than it would Josh Downs as receiver. See, I would have went with uh, Felix and Aduki Uzama because they don't. I don't think they have Frank Clark this year. Frank Clark's gone. He is a really good pass rusher at Kansas State. That's the way I would have went because the problem with I know I know you took Will McDonald, but the problem with Will McDonald is this: 
he, the run game concerns me. He is very similar to Unique Ngakwe. Really good when it's a passing down, but a liability in the run game. Well, it, but also you got to look at that division too. That division is just full of passing now. I agree, but you have to win in the playoffs. And they do. do that already. They got Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that. Exactly. But look at the teams. The Bengals can run the football. Now, obviously, we got to figure out what's going on with Joe Mixon, and they don't have Samaji P. Ryan anymore. Right. Um, well, it's, so from what I'm hearing, it sounds like Mixon is, is going to be ready for day one. Well, Mixon's in legal trouble again. Uh, yeah, he is. So they opened up that um, menacing charge. But it's going to be interesting. But again, you get the Jaguars, if they make it, they got Travis Etienne. Yep. They got, I mean, so then you look at the AFC um, East. I mean, who knows who's coming out of that division this year, Yeah. right? But if it's the Dolphins, they got a good running game. If it's the Jets, they're going to have Brees Hall. I mean, look, but at the end of the day, I mean, I guess all of it's null and void when you got number 15 back there for the Chiefs. Yep. But time will tell. But that is the end of the first round. Cool, we're going to take a quick break because I need water and I have to use the restroom. And I have something in my eyes. All right, cool. We'll be right back. And we are back from our brief intermission there. We had to take a restroom break. We had a... I got water. Surprisingly, I, I got water. Not Mountain Dew. Whoa, that's a that's a development story right there. Oh, I've got Mountain Dew in the car, but at this point it's probably a little warm. Oh, it's going to be warm. It was like 73 when driving in. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was driving in and I almost didn't make it. Why? Almost didn't make it. Did your tires almost mount on the pavement? Nope. Oh. Nope. I was driving. I was driving. And I saw a golf course. We can go. We're, we, we already have. So we've already talked about going golfing here in two weeks. Yeah, but you can never have enough golf. You no, know, last week I was by myself. Shot my 67. On the back. On the front. Oh, yeah, on the front. That's right. I was like, why the hell did I come out again? I didn't have any cigars. My phone was about to die. So I had to use the radio on the golf cart there at Chapel Hill Golf Course. Every now and then I lose signal, so I just get static. <laughs> but then the back nine cheered me up. There you go. With a 57. Cheered me up. All right. But we are back. Um, pick number 32, the start of the second round this year. Like we said earlier, the Dolphins forfeiting their first rounder due to the tampering investigation there with Thomas Brady yes TB12 so the Steelers here are inter- it's interesting right because of the fact of let me look and see what we got in the first round there for the Pittsburgh I believe I took uh, an edge rusher or an offensive line you did pick a, you picked Deontay Banks okay That's so a right. corner a corner see people gotta bear with us because when we do a three round everything kind of blends together a lot of the times I thought this would be easier but no <laughs> it is though kind of it is because of the fact of in years past, we would forget to scratch off names, and yeah. we would not, and then we'd have to take time to type everything. Well, now, I mean, you're just looking for players that have already been picked, so you're pulling the same crap, <laughs> Osiris Torrance. Well, no. <laughs> no, that was different because you picked them right when I picked them in my head, <laughs> just like the bull crap that he pulled to Jalen Carter. Selfish. <laughs> Selfish. Selfish. All right. But 
I digress. So with the 32 overall pick in the NFL draft, I myself have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Broderick Jones tackle from Georgia. They Look, the offensive line has not been good in Pittsburgh. Has not been good. And Broderick Jones has been in a, in a SEC team that's won back-to-back national championship games. You look at the caliber of talent he's played against Alabama, the Floridas, all those guys. This is a guy in the second round could be a steal because Broderick Jones is a really he's a big player, mm-hmm. plays big. Yep. And what does Pittsburgh want to do? Run the football with Najee Harris. Yep. That's when they play their best, and it's always been that way. If when you go from Jerome Bettis to Willie Parker, whoever it was, James Conner, they played their best football when they had a solid running attack. And I think they got to get back to their roots. And I think Broderick Jones would really be that first step to getting there. And on top of all that, having that type of rushing attack is going to take a lot off of Kenny Pickett. It will. It will. All right, so for the 33rd pick uh, for the Houston Texans, I took edge rusher Felix Anudike Uzama, edge rusher, Kansas State. Look, I mean, going back, you took Bryce Young at 2, and then you took uh, Quentin Johnson at 12. I went defense here because defensive line is a a position of need for them, especially going up against a guy like Trevor Lawrence in the same division. Um, They need to be able to get off the quarterback. Obviously, I just gave them a guy who can do so. So with your Arizona Cardinals, look, I mean, you picked Will Anderson there at three earlier in the draft. Um, I'm going to stay on the same side of the ball. Okay. I'm going to go with Mozzie Smith, interior from Michigan. You know what? I like that a lot. He'll help him a lot. That's one of the weaknesses on that defense is they've built young yep. about every position but the interior. Yeah. Look, there's there are a few guys there at 34 that I would love for the Cardinals to take if they're available based on what we've had. Um, Mozzie Smith being one of them. Dewan Jones, the tackle from Ohio State, is a possibility. Um, Luke Whipler, the center from Ohio State, is a guy that apparently the Cardinals are really high on right now. So... And Luke Whipler would be a good fit for the Cardinals, too, there, because they do need a center. But, well, yeah, because Rodney Hudson's... But I almost get the feeling that Whipler's going to be available in the third round. He could be. He could be, but I'm not sure. All right, so with the 35th pick, the Indianapolis Colts, I have them... Let's see. They, I had them taking Will Levis at yep. four. All right, so I'm going to have them, actually... They're going to take Josh Downs. Well, hang on. Yeah, I'm about to say, because, I mean, if you look at the receiving room, they... well. They could use a receiver because they lost um, um, what's his name? Not Michael Pittman, the other guy. Um, Paris Ohio State. Paris Campbell. Yeah, Paris Campbell, who was their speedy, dynamic receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, your receiver room is Michael Pittman, pretty much the guy that is a proven commodity, and Josh Downs. If you look at his pro day, outstanding pro day, and he has a lot of good stuff on film. He has a lot of good skill sets that he can do. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I I. I know you were hesitant to do that, but again, what do you, when you draft a young quarterback, what do you have to do? Get some young guys around him. And that's exactly what Josh Downs would be. Now, the question is, and I don't think it's a necessarily a concern this year, but if the performance carries over to the 2023 season, is the offensive line. Yeah. That offensive line, for some reason, got average quick. Yeah. I mean, Quilton Nelson's not that far removed, being the best guard in the league. Um uh, the center, Kelly, was one of the best centers in the league. Not so much anymore. So, 
that's gonna be interesting. Interesting storyline to follow during the season is how the how do the Colts line rebound right this year? Because right. if they don't rebound, it don't matter who you have that quarterback position. It's gonna be very rocky. Yes, it's gonna be like driving down uh, some of the back roads here in the state of Ohio. Yes, very much so. So, for the first time in the draft, we have the Los Angeles Rams picking at number thirty six. They need a lot. I mean, look. They're old in a lot of spots now. That's the they kind really of surprising are. thing. Um, they they need a lot of help. Uh, P, PFF has the top needs being the running back, offensive line, defensive line, and defensive back. Um, Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee. No. Screw the Rams. Tanner McKee. You don't need to screw the Rams. They did that their own selves. <laughs> I know they did. Actually, I'm going to go with a pick that I think would impact them day one, and that's Cam Smith from South Carolina. They, they just trade away Jalen Ramsey. Now, I guess I picked a guy that you wanted. No, the but, guy I didn't want you to take. Oh yeah, I because like Cam Smith. Cam Smith, I think I think he can step in day one and be a really good football player. Now, is he going to feel the gap of a prime Jalen Ramsey? Probably not. But they're two two different types of players, I think. And I think Cam Smith, he's not going to fall that far in the second round in the real draft when when it kicks off in two weeks, thirteen days, twelve days. Yeah, third second round, thirteen days. So. I don't. I think that'd be a good pickup for them. Very well, could be. Very well, could be. All right. So with Seattle on the clock here, um, that thirty-seven, uh, both first-round picks were taken on defensive linemen. There's not really a need for them too much more defensive-wise. Um, this one's difficult. For what me. that? I mean, one of the needs that. I'm shocked that's not on there as linebacker. I mean, I know Bobby Wagner's coming back, but their linebacker play is fairly strong. I say I haven't watched a lot of Seahawks games this it's year. It's fairly strong. It's okay because I thought Jack Campbell, but I'm like they don't necessarily need linebacker. Now, if Bobby better, Wagner didn't come back, then yes, I, yeah. I would have taken Jack Campbell in heartbeat. But I'm going to go with an offensive weapon here. I'm going to take Sam Laporta from Iowa. They need it. Yeah, that would be a really good pick for them because it, 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 it gives Geno Smith another offensive weapon outside of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I thought about taking another receiver for them. Um, Dell still on the board, Nathaniel Dell. I thought about taking him. I love Nathaniel Dell. I thought about taking him there to you know kind of learn under both DK and Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett's getting a little bit older now. So he's a guy who can, in the future, be a number two, but for the time being would have to be... It, it, Dell's a, a pretty decent slot receiver. So he would have been a good slot there then for them in Seattle. So I had the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock there at number 38. Um, again, I mean, this is an interesting pick for them because of the fact of they ideally still have good receivers. Um, they still got Josh Jacobs, so I'm gonna really help out their offensive line. I'm gonna take Dewan Jones here. They offensive line has been really suspect play really for a long time. I mean, even when John Gruden took the job with um, Todd McShay, wasn't not Todd McShay, but um, the other guy. Um, no, it, um, it wasn't Todd McShay. No, or Mel Kiper. It was. Um, I'm blanking on his name. I am too. How do we blank on? He was such a bad drafter. For, he he was. He he really was. Whatever his name was, you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but remember that draft? They had three first-round picks, and yeah. none of them hit. Yeah. Like Clinton Farrell didn't hit. Farrell is not good. Witherspoon 
did I hit? He's playing better now in, in San Fran. Yeah, but didn't hit in, in Vegas. No, or not at all. Oakland at the time. So they gotta they gotta get help. I mean, again, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a mobile guy. And guess what? What what Jimmy Garoppolo thrives when he's doing what, Rayson? <clears throat> Standing in the pocket, handing the ball off. Handing the ball off and limiting his passing attempts. That's what he did well in San Francisco. Yes. They need to kind of replicate that. In Vegas, I know it's gonna be hard because you don't have, you know, the three deep running backs. You don't have Debo Samuel. Yeah, but you do have Josh Jacobs, the top five running back in the league. So you can set up a lot of play action because you still got to utilize Hunter Renfro. You still got to utilize Devontae Adams somehow. So I think that they need time to do that. Yeah. All right. So for the thirty ninth pick, excuse me, uh, Panthers on the clock. I have them taking edge rusher B.J. Ojolari from LSU. Um, look, if you compare him up with Brian Burns, Ojolari is a good pass rusher. The question for him is stopping the run game, but Brian Burns can do that because Brian Burns is one of the top edge rushers in the league right now, and he's he's still really young, too. Brian Burns is. So you pair him up with Ojolari, and those two are going to – they're going to wreak havoc on on the NFC South. Yeah, and Ojolari had five and a half sacks this year. He had tw- uh, seven year before, um, thirty six tackles, fifty six total with because of thirty six. Also had twenty. Uh, he had thirty six solo, twenty two assists, fifty eight in total. So yeah, I mean for a second round pick, if he can get five and a half sacks, six sacks, that's gonna be really good because that's still gonna bring some attention to him and take some off of Brian Burns. Right, but- and and you got to think too if 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 you get Brian Burns off one edge, he's gonna force the quarterback. If they're if they can move, they're going to force him to either step up in the pocket or scramble the other direction. And if Ojolari can be right there to take him out, there's a sack for him. And the same thing with the opposite. Ojolari gets out there quicker than Burns can, make the quarterback step up or roll out. Brian Burns is going to be right there to get him. So I have the Saints on the clock at number forty, and this is a tough pick for them. Because I'm looking at their needs, guard, center, D-line, corner. Really not a lot of top prospects at that position when it comes to how deep we are in this draft. Um, remaining, per se. But, we got that guy there at 42, 41. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're more edge rushers. I mean, they got Cameron Jordan. They still... Not, they got Marcus Davenport still. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be more of a depth pick. And I think the Saints are in a position where they need to start getting... Impact guys, you yep. say, yeah. Especially since their window is open and their quarterback position stinks. Um, but with that being said, I do think they will go with Jack Campbell from Iowa. Damn. To help the middle of the defense because I think their linebacker play could be better. And granted, the Saints' defense last year was really up and down. I mean, I know we've been referencing that a lot for a lot of teams. But they were inconsistent last year. There's some games where, like, man, they can come out and really ball out and, and really hush down an offense, and it went the complete opposite way. Yeah, it did. Um, he's a guy I could see definitely stepping up, especially in uh, you know they're they're probably about average age um, defensive wise. I mean, Marcus Davenport's still pretty young. Cam Jordan's older. Then you look at guys like um, Corner. I'm I'm blanking on his name. Played at Ohio State. Why am I blanking on his name? Marshawn Lattimore. Still fairly young as well. You get a, a real young guy and they're like Jack Campbell, who I think is 
in my opinion, the top linebacker in this draft. He's he he could make a, a day one impact for the Saints. So, but all right for my pick, I don't remember what pick number it was. Was it forty one? Sorry, um, I think it was forty one because I have the odds. Yeah, forty one. Right, so forty one for the Tennessee Titans. Um, I took offensive lineman for them in the first round. Uh, I'm going to stay on the same side of the ball. I'm taking Nathaniel Dell, receiver from Houston. Look again, we talked about him. He's got speed. He can play slot receiver really well if he has to. He's he's on the smaller side, but once he gets into a weight room, he's going to bulk up a little bit more. Um, again, just preparing for a potential new quarterback next year, getting him ready, getting him in the system now is going to help him out a lot next season if they do indeed go for a, a quarterback next year. So I have number 42, the New York Jets. Um, i we had them taking Joey Porter there in the first round. I'm going to go with um, Dion Henley from Washington State. I think he's a guy that can step in and really help out. You know, Quincy Williams, who they just renewed to a new contract. Yep. Um, really, I know one of their needs is tackle, but I don't think that's a pressing need to where you can pass up on some of these defensive guys to really make that defense even better. Right. Um, and really, I mean, there's only one tackle remaining that you could see them doing something with. Um, but I don't think he's going to be picked right now. I think it's going to be later in the draft. Right, right. Um, so Jets are back on the clock again at 43. And obviously now for me, you just, you took a guy that I would have taken in Henley. Um, now I look at, you know, who do I take for them? See, I have a guy in mind. But I want to see who you pick. I have a guy in mind that would, I think would help that offense tremendously. And in if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, I know we're, we have to presume that he's not. Yeah. But if he is, could really make an impact in his rookie year. Just going to say that. Um. I don't know. This one's difficult for me. I'm thinking this is who you're thinking of. Am I right? You'd be correct. Okay. And that's who I'm really leaning on right now. Um, just because I'm not too fully aware of their offensive line. Now, obviously, it wasn't too bad last year where Brees Hall was able to get... I mean, Mekhi Becton's their, their star on that line. Right, right. So, I, I thought about guard... But I agree with you here. I'm going to take Luke Musgrave, tight end from Oregon State. It's going to give that offense another weapon. Um, their tight end game is, I mean, they're not good, obviously. They're not great, so it's an improvement for them. So I have the Atlanta Falcons there at 44. I believe I had them taking Anthony Richardson there in the first round. Yes, you did. Pretty sure you did. So, in the second round, this is where it starts getting a little tricky because you don't, you start getting deep in the draft pool a little bit. Right. I'm going to have them taking Steve Avelia from TCU. Guard. Okay. I mean, not a bad one. You Obviously, you're going to give protection then for, um, for, for Richardson. Not a bad pick. Yeah, I mean, I another position number, I was looking at was edge. I mean, number two but, guard in the in the class, or yeah, in the draft class. Yeah, depending on what board you look at, because uh, Cody Mock is flying up the board. He is. He is. But it, 
But Osiris Torrance is number one by far. But by then far. I think like Cody Mock is flying up the board. Yep. Um. So really, but short. Long story short, I mean that two to four is kind of uh, open for business. Yep. All right. So at forty-five, I have the Packers. Kalijah Kansi was my pick uh, in the first round. Um. They still have a decent chunk of needs. Huh. I'm going to give them, and I'm going to butcher this name, um, Eddie Tomiwa. Eddie Tomiwa. Eddie Borrow. Ed Dresher Northwestern. I tried my best. I apologize for butchering the name. That's a lot of vowels. <laughs> We're going to call him Double A. Double A, Arn Anderson. Uh, look, they, they, they need they need a lot. Green Bay needs a lot. The only thing they don't really need is running back. So they can't go wrong really with any pick here, although I don't think Packers fans would be happy with us for not taking any offensive weapons. <laughs> so for the New England Patriots at Pitt, Patriots at pick 46. I'm going to have them taking Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami. He's starting to get a lot of attention because of his pro day. Because of, I mean, he's one of the bright spots on the Miami team that was abysmal last year. And losing, uh, I think the Patriots need to fill in that corner spot. I feel like they haven't really had that solidified ever since they lost to Fine Gilmore a season or two ago. So I think he can be a young corner, come in, make an impact. Um, maybe not, you know, Pro Bowl or, you know, Defensive player of the year, rookie candidate type deal. Yeah. But I think he can be a solid player. Okay. All right, pick 47. I have the Washington Commanders taking Luke Whippler, center from Ohio State. Look, Luke Luke Whippler was a four-year starter at Ohio State. He is so very talented at the center position. He's the top center in this draft. Really the one of the only notable centers and in, in even interior offensive linemen in this draft. Um, a guy who's going to come in day one, he's going to be the starter. He's going to make an immediate impact. He's going to be able to fill fill in where they absolutely need to, and that's offensive line, especially when you're trying to you know, they're 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 probably not gonna win too many games, uh, but they're gonna try and play spoiler for a lot of them. So with the next pick, I had the Detroit Lions there at forty eight. I'm gonna have them taking Keanu Bit Bit Keanu Benton, defensive interior from Wisconsin. Again, building that defensive line up. They they, and in, in this draft alone, we had them taking um, Devin Witherspoon at corner, and then you and Bijan Robinson and a running back in the first round. So now we go back to the defensive side of the ball and really load up on young talent on the line because now you have Aiden Hudson, Keanu Benton, which could be just a rotational player at first, which is fine because second round, mid second round pick, you'll accept that. Yeah. Um. Steelers up next at 49. I'm going to have them taking Tuli Tupioilau. How, how do you pronounce his name? Tupilotu? Sure. Tui Tupilotu. This is where Pat would come in handy. He Ed probably Rush, could even say it. Edge rusher, USC. Look, I mean, they still have Cam Hayward, um, but he's kind of moved more toward the interior defensive line. Um Tuli's a he's he's a pretty solid edge rusher. Um, he's not a guy who knows what to do with his hands a lot of the times. But if you get him in there and you get him trained 
the same way they were able to train up J.J. Watt, or not, excuse me, J.J. Watt, but T.J. Watt. If you get those two, then, again, like I've said earlier, for a lot of you know top-tier defensive linemen that I've put with young guys, you're, you're going to have a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Now i got the Buccaneers, and this is a tough pick. Tanner McKee. No. <laughs> no Tanner McKee. All right. And the board, man. All the players. It's, it's rough, isn't it? It's getting rough at this point. It's getting rough. Getting into some guys that I'm not too terribly sure who they are. Some of them I'm not. Some of them I do. You know, it all depends on the... We're getting into the, the, the part of the the, uh, the draft of we don't know much about these guys, so we're just going to make the pick and move on because it's a position they need that we haven't taken yet. I'm going to have the Buccaneers at 50 taking Antonio Johnson. Safety from Texas A&M. Okay. He's one of those guys that is regarded as a second-round pick, maybe a high second-round pick. Um I think he got overlooked a lot last year because of how bad Texas A&M was. But he had, I mean, if you watch the film, he does have a lot of good things on film. But he does have some things to work on. But again, it's a need for the Buccaneers. And it's a guy that could start day one. All right, 51, the Dolphins with their first uh, pick in the draft. They're going to take Matthew Bergeron. Look, that offensive line is just atrocious. Obviously, how many times did uh, Tua get hit last year? A lot. They need... Definite improvement on that offensive line. Um, so Matthew Bergeron coming out of Syracuse, the offensive tackle. Again, not regarded as a top tackle in this draft class, but it's definitely a position that Miami needs. So why not? So with pick 52, I have the Seattle Seahawks. And this one for me is... Uh, Make sure you look at who, who's been taken because <laughs> I know two... Two defensive linemen, and then I want to say, I can't remember who the, the second-round pick was. It was Jalen Carter, Nolan, Nolan Smith, Smith. And then who else? Because they've got two picks here in the second round as well. And it was um, Sam Laporta. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the defense side the ball, and I'm going to pick Keely Ringo, corner from Georgia. Wow, you're really going down for him, aren't you? I think he's going to be good. Okay. I think he's going to be really good. Okay. I think the skills that he brings, and he might need like a year of you know actual playing time to develop to what he can be. Yeah, but I, I love the upside on him. Okay. All right. Up next, I have the Bears. Uh, Tyree Wilson was taken in the first round, so I'm going to give them Joe Tipman, center from Wisconsin. Um, Again, like you said earlier, two to four in center wise is kind of open. Yeah. Um, behind Luke Whipler, I think that you know that they, their need is at center. They need a guy who can come in and who who can help protect Justin Fields, and who better than a guy that he played up against in college and Joe Titman from Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin is known for having good offensive linemen, so why not? Why not take a, a, a corn-fed big boy? Well, and playing in the Big Ten, Wisconsin produces some good linemen. They do. So at 54, I get to make Pat proud with the Los Angeles Chargers. And this is an easy pick for me. I'm having them take Jamar Gibbs from Alabama running back. 
with the Austin Eckler situation, how he wants out, and he said worst case scenario he'll play the year. You got to have someone to replace him, and I think at that point you once you get his replacement in the draft, then you can get him traded off. When at any point after that, yeah, yeah. All right, next up I have the Detroit Lions. So you took defensive interior. So you had the Lions? Yes, it, I had the Lions. Yeah, I took um, Devon Witherspoon in the first with B. John Robinson, and then I had Keanu Benton. So you've got receiver, running back, and defensive interior. interior. Yeah. Oh, goodness. We've hit the, the spectrum with the Lions already. Yes, we have. Um, But there is a player that... I want to see. I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything? I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Drew Sanders, linebacker from... Now, you know what? I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to take Nick Herbig, edge rusher from Wisconsin. Um, you get two two Big Ten pass rushers in there at the same time. Um, again, the Big Ten is known really well for not only their... Well, actually, just mainly the Big Ten as a whole, they're they're known for their offensive and defensive linemen. They're big boys. So, I mean, I'm going to stay focused on the defensive side of things because everyone seems to think they have the offense pretty much well figured out with with Jared Goff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm here to tell you he's not the answer. But Tanner McKee is not the answer either. <laughs> I do not want to leave the site. No, don't do that. Very much. No, because then we'd have to go back through all of this and listen again. Ugh. I would not want that. That would not be a good choice. I would just say we're done there. (laughs) (laughs) So, the next pick, I had the Jaguars at 56, and I'm going to have them taking... Tanner McKee. (laughs) No. I'm going to have them taking Garrett Williams, Syracuse cornerback. Again, corner is a need for the Jaguars right now. Um, obviously, they re-signed Trey Herndon to potentially play that slot corner again if needed, but they got an upgrade from there. That was one of the things that killed them in the playoffs and all year long was the 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 slot corner position because once Darius Williams went outside, Darius Williams was a really good outside corner for them. Um, and I don't want to see him move inside potentially um, because he struggled there. But if Garrett... Williams comes in and beats him out there, then we we can have options at slot between Herndon and Williams. Uh, I blanked on his name, Williams. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, but corner is definitely a top need for the Jaguars right now. Okay. Uh, Pick 57 for the Giants. Uh, I gave them Julius Brent's corner from Kansas State. Um, I went offensive for them with Zay Flowers in the first round, and I think, you know, Corner is a position they they're they're kind of needing. It's not a major need, but to pass upon a guy like Julius Brents, I could have taken Drew Sanders, but I think Brents will fit that defense a little bit better than he would. So at fifty eight, I have the Dallas Cowboys taking Zach Charbonnet, running back from UCLA. Obviously, they released Zach uh, Ezekiel Elliott this off season, so now their main running back is Tony Pollard, which. Could be a good thing because Tony Pollard was the most efficient back for them last year. But I think Zach Charbonnet brings a one-two punch that Dallas needs um, that kind of has faltered over the years since Zeke Elliott got his contract extension. And I don't, I mean, like I said, a mid-second round pick pretty much. 
So I think getting a player like him would be really good for the Dallas Cowboys and really help out their offense take the next step. All right, so for the next pick at 59, I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, Again, a team that doesn't need a ton. I was thinking about a receiver, but there's not a top receiver here to take. Um, And there's really not a a, a positional guy that I could have them take here, defensive-wise, that, I mean, I haven't already somewhat addressed because I took Emmanuel Forbes in the first round. Um, But I'm still going to stick on the defensive side, and I'm going to still stick with the secondary. I'm gonna go for a bit of a reach here, but a guy who I can think I think could be a, a big player defensive wise for them in the future, um, especially learning under Micah Parsons is Jordan Battle from Alabama. Yeah, Jordan Battle. I mean, he kind of gets overlooked because of Brian Branch and what right. he's able to do. Right. But I still think will be a good player to in the second round. So I got the Bengals there at pick sixty, and. I have to, you know, have to do the look back. So like, you know. Yeah. Okay. You took a tight end. That's, yep, I, I, I a, do know that. I took a tight end. Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. Um, so that fixes one of their needs. But I'm going to have them taking Trivia, trivi, trivi, if I can say the first name. Travius. Travius Hodges Tomlinson, cornerback from TCU. They got to get more secondary help. They lost two starters, I think, this offseason. Um, and I'm still not sold on Eli Apple. I'm not. No. So I think if Hodges Tomlinson there is there available, I think that's the way they should go. He's a speedy corner. He's a he has the ability to keep up with the faster guys. I think, and I think he'll be a really really good player for the Bengals. All right, I have the Bears up next. Uh, I, poor Bears fans. Poor Bears fans. Poor. Um, so for them at nine, obviously you. Yeah, I took Tyree Wilson. Um, and then just a few picks ahead, or just a little bit ago, I took Joe Tippman. Um, I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to take Andre Carter the second from Army. Look, a guy who really stood out, especially in the Army Navy game, uh, a guy who has had who had a bit of an issue trying to get to the draft because he was supposed to go serve, mm-hmm. um, but they they have allowed him to do so. He he is a potential first round guy. If a lot of edge rushers, excuse me, are taken and a team really needs and values him to a certain level. Um, but obviously here in this case, we don't have him going in the first round. Well, he's kind of a fascinating thing, too, because of the fact of, you know, when the first big boards came out right after the season started, uh, obviously we're using PFF right now. PFF had him ranked 24th overall prospect in the yep. draft, and now he's in the 50s. Yeah, He took a fall. He did. Um, and I don't know... I don't know if that had something to do with, you know, like you said, the issue of trying to be able to play in the NFL because he went to a military school. Yeah. Um, but also I think of the fact of the drop off from from the uh this season to last season. Um, he had a big drop off. So I think some of that showed on film too. I mean, I watched a little bit of his the games and it doesn't look like the same guy, but also I don't think they used him the year the I think they switched the way they used him between that um, one year to another, based on what I could tell. So, yeah, I think he could be a good depth guy. And they're on the brim of a third rounder. I mean, I think that would be a good pickup. You, it's not reaching for him. I think the talent and potential's there. You've seen it before. Um, so I think it would be good for the Bears. But, again, to worry about the Bears is if you're... Sorry. Shoosh. Sorry, I'm turning on the Ohio State spring game. <laughs> Miami played last night, so I don't have to worry about that. 
All right, so number 62, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. What? No. I don't want to take the Eagles again. They're already giving me headaches. Too bad you get them. No, I don't want it. Their needs are, I don't, I don't, I still don't know how the need is uh, receiver, but hey, that's besides the point. All right, well, I'm going to have them taking Michael Wilson, receiver from Stanford. Okay. I, I really no reason. Um I mean I think it adds a third guy to the rotation, third okay. young guy. And I wanna say he's kind of he's not a bigger like a big body, but I think he's bigger than AJ Brown is. So it gives him that element to to them as well. Because the receivers for the Eagles right now are small in height. They are. They're pretty small. They're speedy possessional receivers that can make things happen. To where I think Michael Wilson's more of, hey, I don't think he's gonna burn you. But I think he'll be a good, effective, like if they're going to have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith go on the deeper routes, he can be a good underneath guy. Okay. That's a check down option. All right. Uh, so for the 63rd pick, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the final pick in the second round. Um, a guy that, you know, hasn't been getting a name thrown around a lot. I'm, I've am i completely forgot about him. He's still on the board because I was getting ready to give you some crap for taking a receiver. This guy's still on the board somehow. I know who you're talking about, and I think the reason he's on the board, you, you go ahead and say the name. It's your pick. It's it, I'm, I, I have the Chiefs taking Jalen Hyatt, receiver from Tennessee. It's because I think it's, I think a lot of it is I don't know what we what he can do route running, because the Tennessee offense last year was pretty simple. It was a lot of choice routes. Yeah, and I think, and for me when I see Jalen Hyatt, I see the speed, I see all that. But then also think of John Ross. Okay. So it's like, compared to the other receivers, I think he's ranked about where he should be. But again, the Chiefs need that speed receiver. They don't have it. Now, they got Katerius Tony, but that's it. That's it. That receiver room is looking bleak. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, I think Jalen Hyatt would be a need there at 30, 30, uh, 63. You ever had like a sneeze? Before we start the third round, like a sneeze, I was like, right on the bridge of your nose, yep. and you feel it coming, but won't come out, and it makes yep. your eyes water. Yep. That's what I'm suffering through right now. I'm sorry. It sucks. It makes the, the screen look blurry. I don't need glasses. I refuse to go to the eye doctor. I refuse. That's fine. You can refuse all you want. My mom's like, you need to go to the eye doctor. No. I hate the dilation thing, when they puff the air in your eyes. They gave me eye drops. Well, I need to make, well if they use eye drops, I'll go. But I, I'm tra- I'm traumatized. I blame my mom and my dad. Traumatized. You know why? Want a story time before third round? As long as it's a quick one. It's a quick one. Okay, because we're running on an hour forty-three. Oh, we're still in record time. So I went to the eye doctor. You know, as a kid, I was like eight years old or something like that. You know what kids do? You go to the dentist. You go old to old eye James. Doctor. Little old James going to the eye doctor. You know. Gonna get a lollipop after, you know, all smiles. We go in, they take you to the room to dilate your eyes. They're like, all right, look in the little thing. Because, you know, back when we were kids, you didn't have the eye, you had to look in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They look in the thing and you'll see SpongeBob in the middle. Okay. I was like, all right, yeah, SpongeBob. I like SpongeBob. We all love SpongeBob. So I'm looking in there. They're like, do you see it? 
I'm like, I kind of see it. You know, the, you see the sponge and you kind of like the pineapple thing. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, do you see it? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, start. Bam. The wind. Air. In my eyeballs. I step back like this. Wa-pow! Like a left tackle <laughs> kick blocking. I was like, what was that? It sucked. I believe it. I'm traumatized. I believe it. I feel the pain like it was yesterday. Would you like a tissue? Kind of, because all I got right now is this rough paper towels. There has some I, tissues. You know that commercial where the kid's nose is red? because he's using The, the Kleenex commercial? Yeah. yeah. That's what you're having me do right now. I'm sorry. Might as well blow my nose with sandpaper. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so we're into the third round. James is up. We'll let him wipe his nose and wipe his eyes and stop complaining for a minute. Not complaining. Pick. It's a dramatic story. I haven't been to eye doctor since. Oh, my gosh. You may need to go back. 18 years. Jeez. 18 years, You need my to friend. go back. <laughs> 18 years, my friend. Going strong. I didn't even go that long, and I hate wearing glasses. I, I hate wearing. I hate wearing. Like, uh, yeah, I hate wearing wearing contacts more. But oh yeah, but that's yeah. But I I don't know, man. I, I'm tra- I'm traumatized. Anywho, anywho, um, yeah, yeah. So the start of the round three, the final round of our mock, um, we got the Chicago Bears to start out things. Pick number sixty four. Um, yeah, the Bears. So Andre Carter was the last pick that you made. We had Joe Tipman center. We have the them taken earlier in the draft, Tyree Wilson at number nine. So really, we've hit the spectrum with the Bears. Also, I, th- I think at this point we've hit the spectrum on all these teams. Yeah, and we're kind of, you know, third round day is kind of depth day, right? Um, sometimes you might get an impact like a key starter there, but really it's the build depth. And right now I'm looking at the Bears. I'm like, man, they they need line. So I'm gonna go with Cody Mock, tackle from North Dakota State. I'm not sold on Cody Mock. And I don't know why a lot of these analysts are. I watched some of his film the other day. And on the pass block, he looks slow. He 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 takes a quick first step back, but then if a guy tries to move inside, he shifts his weight back to his back foot. And so it's harder for them for him then to kind of jolt forward if it's a quick interior move mm-hmm. so I'm not too sold on him um maybe he'll be maybe he'll be good maybe he won't I don't know we'll have to wait and see all right next on the board for me 65 Houston Texans gosh they have they, they've had a lot of picks here haven't they well I mean you got to keep in mind they they, well, they only had three DeAndre Hopkins a couple years ago they unlocked they Deshaun Watson, like they're they've loaded up on draft capital. So we run edge, quarterback, and receiver for them. Um Which you can never have too many receivers for them because they're they they have a lot of veterans there. Right, they do, but there's not a good one here to really take. I want to take Siaki Yaka, defensive interior from Baylor. Honestly, I haven't seen much of him um, nope. play, so I can't really give commentary on him. Um, I have the Cardinals at 66, so we've hit the gamut on them pretty hard. 
I feel the pressure. I feel Raceland's eyes like burning me right now with the pressure. Uh, Will Anderson, I don't remember who you took. Will Anderson. Then we had Mozzie Smith. That's it. And that's it, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to have them taking Chandler Savala from North Carolina State in the third round. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to look here at some of these other guys. Not the pick I would have made. Of course not. Not the pick I would have made. However, let me go back and look here. Because I believe I have a first pick for a team. I do. Because they don't have a first or a second rounder. The Broncos are on the clock for their first pick. Um, so, going back to the Cardinals thing, I would have taken John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. He's strong. I mean, obviously, they didn't get, I weren't able to get Luke Whippler in the second round there. Um, but a guard wouldn't be bad. Um, cause Justin Pugh, obviously, he's, he's old. So, he's a young guy who could come in and he can make an impact. Um, for the Broncos, Broncos actually have back-to-back picks here, so I'll take it and then you will. Uh, I'm going to take Drew Sanders. He's still on the board. Um, you know, linebacker isn't necessarily a position of need for them, but he's a guy who could come in and be a day-one starter if he proves himself. Yeah, and uh, like you said, I got the Broncos again at 68. I'm going to have them take in DJ Turner from Michigan. Cornerback, Yes. Corner, they need corner. Yeah. And I know they got Patrick Sertan, right? Yep. But they need someone on the other side. They do. They do. All right, so on the board for the Rams, let's see. It's 60, pick 69. Uh, who did you take in the first round? Because I know it wasn't me. For who? Or in the second the round. The Rams, I had Cam, Cam Smith. Smith. Okay. Uh, Rams, they, they have a lot of need. So I can't go wrong here, and I'm going to take John Michael Schmitz, center from Minnesota. Arizona didn't take him. Rams need a lot, so why not? So I got the Raiders of Vegas. Oh, are you just going to use a touchpad? Yeah. Okay. I, I just realized I can do that. All right, well, hang on. All right, go for it. I thought about trying to find, like, a wireless mouse to plug into your computer so I could just sit over here with it. I'm going to go Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Oh, you turd. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Carl Brooks is one of those guys who is his he's his name is up there. Um good edge rusher from from Bowling Green. So, but can his can his talents develop at the NFL level coming from a Mac school and a lower tier Mac school for that matter? Uh, I don't know. Again, one of those facts that we'll have to wait and see. All right, on the board for the Saints, at 71. Let's see, I know I took Osiris Torrance because you got mad at me earlier. Uh, and then you took Jack Campbell. So not two bad picks so far. Um, this, this one's not going to be easy. This one's not going to be easy. I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to go Jamie Robinson. Safety from Florida State. 
I mean, look, he's a guy that was looked at as a second-round safety, but I'm not sure why, but he's just fallen off. And I think, you know, if he's there for the Saints to take him, he's he's going to be taken. So I had the Titans at number 72. I'm going to have them taking Darnell Washington, tight end from Georgia. Okay. Tight end, I mean, look, I mean, what they do, they block, and he impressed everyone with the blocking sled at the Combine. And he, obviously, I know he's not, everyone overlooks him because, well, he wasn't even the best tight end on his team. Right. But I think he can be an effective blocker for the Titans and kind of fit in what they do in Tennessee. All right. Next up on the board, again, is the Houston Texans. 73. Oh. I'm going to give him another receiver. I'm going to give him Rasheed Rice from SMU. Yeah, he's a speedy receiver, too. He is. He is. So he's, he's a guy that could complement well to that offense already now, sitting with Bryce Young and and um, Quentin Johnson. I have a first with the Browns. They're at 74. Um, sorry, Browns fans. Don't tune into the draft until Friday night. Um, Friday night around 1030. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're a team that did so much in free agency, so really they're just really getting depth there. But... I think they should go Dwayne McBride from UAB. Oh, screw you. <laughs> First of all, they don't need a running back. They do. No. Yeah, they do. They have Nick Chubb. They need a number two. They have Jerome Ford. Him. Screw you. I was going to take him later on for the Jerome Cardinals. Jerome Ford be gone, just like Dearness Johnson is. Let's see, do I even have the Cardinals pick later on? No, I would not. <laughs> All right. So, pick 75, Atlanta Falcons. Um, let's see, what have they picked up so far? I know you got Anthony Richardson, and then you picked up Steve Avila. So, you've gone offensive side of the ball. I'm going to run defensive side of the ball this time. They need an edge rusher, Isaiah Foskey, Notre Dame. My pick there for them. I get the Patriots at 76. Hmm. I'm going to go with Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. A guy that can get after the passer, something that the, the Patriots need. Um, I think at the third round, that'd be a real solid pickup. Pick 77, the Rams. Why, man, I'm getting a lot of the NFC West teams. You are. You are. A- outside of the Cardinals. Well, However, there's only one There's only one other NFC West team that hasn't made a pick yet, and they will later, though, for compensatory picks. Mm-hmm. C- compensatory. Compensatory. Jeez, I can't talk this morning. Anywho, um, again, talked about it a lot. The Rams need a lot. I'm going to give them... I'm going to give him Devin McCain, running back Texas A&M. So I got the Packers at 78. They need a lot because, well, they don't need a lot, but they lost a lot of key guys in free agency and obviously Aunt Rodgers on the way out. i tell you who I'd take here for him. Who do you got? I'll, I'll wait till you make your pick. I'm going to go with... Well... Okay, I'll, I'll hold off on that comment. I'm going to go with A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Okay, not a bad pick. So, for me, I would have looked at Hendon Hooker because 
I, you know, Aaron Rodgers came out and said after his darkness retreat that he he was 90% sure he was going to retire. If a deal isn't done to where he is sent off to another team, especially the Jets, because it was he's going to retire. So that's why I would have looked at a quarterback, whether it's Tanner McKee, Hinton Hooker. I would have looked at Hinton Hooker. But I didn't have that pick. I have the next pick, the 79th pick for the Indianapolis Colts. Who have we taken? We t- You took Will Levis, and then I believe I had the next pick. Uh, Josh Downs, yes. So they need... They need offensive linemen, but we're to the point now where offensive linemen are off the board, at least really notable ones. Um, they need a tight end, so I'm going to take Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State. That's who I thought about taking with Green Bay, but A.T. Perry was still there. So Pittsburgh at pick 80. I'm going to have them taking... Somebody. I just don't know who yet. This is the part of the third round. He's kind of really got to start. I'm going to have them taking Cedric Tillman. Okay. A guy that's really good receiver, fast receiver. They need receiver help in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I think he could be a good pickup in the third round to really provide someone that could step on the field day one. All right. I have the Lions up next. Uh, looking back, we've taken... Two defensive linemen. Um, man, when you have a lot of picks, it's hard to remember. Bijan yes. Robinson and Witherspoon earlier on. So we've really helped out them a lot. Um, man. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bolster. I'm going to go defensive side of the ball. I'm going to take Sidney Brown, safety from Illinois. He's a guy who's, he's, his name's kind of fallen off here recently. Again, I'm not sure why, but a guy that who can help, especially in the secondary. Yeah, and it, it's a, I think a lot of people don't know who that is because he went to Illinois and Illinois has been so bad. And right. all the attention well, is going to Devon Witherspoon. But I think he's a good player. A third-round pickup would be good. It would be. Pick number 82, flying down the third round, as it should be. 20 picks left. 102 total. I can't remember who I picked up and for them. I forget. Kind of all, like I said, it all blends together eventually. Eventually. Anton here. John, yep, I know that. Okay. Not going to scroll all the way back down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have them taking... I'm going to have them taking Derek Hall, edge rusher from Auburn. Okay. All right, well, I'm glad you didn't take the guy that I wanted Maybe. to. It's, it's thinking about it. It's thinking about it. It's it's trying to tell you it didn't like that pick. It didn't like it. Maybe. <laughs> wow, this is really being slow. Oh no. Please don't tell me it's broken. 
Because if it is, that's going to suck. What is it? Why is it being... Why? 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 Why, James? Why? I don't know. You know, that's technology for you, Rayson. You know, sometimes you think you got a good thing going and bam. That's unfortunate. What? Why all of a sudden now? Cancel. I don't know why it's doing this, Rayson. Uh, we're so far in. We're so close to being done. I don't know what this is. Well, while it's is. loading. While it's loading, yes. I just saw something on the Twitter. What did you see? So, I just read something that says that Dalvin Cook could be released by the draft. You know, his name's been popping up, and I've seen it quite a bit here recently, of, you know, the the Vikings move on. I I'm surprised they wouldn't try and trade him. Well, they they would tr- they cut him in in case they couldn't get a trade. But I mean, it's just bizarre they want to trade a guy that is essentially a key part of your offense. Cuz he's probably going to get a second rounder. I don't think he'll get a first for Dalvin. No, probably not. Man, Derek Hall, man, you're really holding up the line here. Yeah. Taking a sweet old time to get up to the podium. We may have broken it. We may have broken it, Raceland. We may have broken PFF. Which sucks. It's not fun. I already have my next pick. Well, who was it? Um, Let's see. uh, You can't refresh it because it'll it'll cut out the, the draft. It'll make us do it again. The bad things about technology. I wonder if you can, like, how much of a charge does your computer have? 100. Okay. I wonder if you can, like, unplug it and maybe go to you get a stronger signal. Because I know I'm uh, I'm watching the high State Spring game right now, and I'm getting one to two Wi-Fi bars. All right, I'll be back. Going on adventure. All right. Keep the show rolling. Keep the show rolling. The show must go on. A uh, quick update for the Ohio State spring game. Uh, the gray team leads the scarlet team 32-10. to 10. Um, I got a message from my buddy Chris from Not Your Ever Sports Fans Podcast. He and Alec both went up to the spring game today. And he says that Kyle McCord is not really impressing him. And let me, let me give you the reason why. Uh, he says... As soon as he takes the snap, he has his eyes set on one guy and doesn't scout the field. He forces the pass to avoid the sack, and he is late to reaction to pressure. Um, It's concerning then, obviously. I mean, you look at Ohio State's previous... There you go, James just sneezed. I heard him. (laughs) There he is again. He's going to sneeze another four or five times. Um... Yeah, but if you look at Ohio State's you know moniker here recently, it's been passing the ball. It's been able to get the, the receivers open uh, and just sling the rock as much as possible. Um, I asked if Devin Brown was playing, Devin Brown being a freshman this year. A um, uh, kid coming in, really good player. He may be a freshman. He may be a sophomore. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but he is not playing today. He hurt his throwing hand. 
Um, the quarterback Ohio State got from Oregon State is playing for the the other side. Chris says he is not too shabby, um, but some of the throws he has he, he's he's made um, they've just been off. So he he's not going one in ten uh, in contention for starting position at quarterback. It's really just down to McCord and Devin Brown. Obviously, it, it doesn't help us fans to not see. Excuse me, Devin Brown on the field. I'm going to look see if I can't find some of McCord's stats here real quick. Um. Don't like how they don't. ESPN's app needs to update and get the <laughs> the spring game notes on here because I have no clue. It's it's gonna be hard to find. Let me let me actually go online. I assume James is not having any more luck. I mean, he's been gone for. A couple minutes now. He just left me all alone in here, all by my lonesome. I hear him walking in. Did it load? No, but I sneezed. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I made note of that, and I heard you at least twice. I said you were going to sneeze in there four or five times. Yeah, it was not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. So it hasn't loaded up yet. Hasn't loaded up. So it means it's something wrong with the website then. Something's wrong with the website, which it has had issues in the past. But 82 picks. Man, we were so close before the comp picks. So close. <sighs> so close, Raceland. So close. So close. Well, all right, so I'll let you in on my next pick. Uh, I had the Seahawks then at 83. Um I have them taking Hinden Hooker. I mean, get him in there. He's a guy who would have to then be a day one starter just because of his age. But I mean, if if Gino doesn't play well, then he's a guy you can thrust in there. And and if he plays well through through camp and spring training, if he's ready by week one, maybe you give him a shot. I mean, maybe. But I think Hendon Hooker is going to be picked before the third round. And Very well could be. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, his play style and Geno's are pretty similar. It, yeah, but it, it would make sense. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. The show must go on because pretty much all we got to do is remember who we pick from here on out and finish out because we only got... Like 12 picks left before the comp picks. Yeah. So I'm pulling up the big board on my phone. Huh. That way we can finish out this bad boy. Man, you hate technology sometimes, don't we? Dude, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. The worst. I don't know why it's the worst, but it is. Especially, like, PFF usually is not bad, but it has been crashing a lot this year, it seems like. 
I mean, something we could do is just reload and then start the third round. You know, just kind of like make our picks real quick. That's all right. It'd be quicker just to do this way. Okay. I think. Okay. Because. Do you have the draft order? I PFF is still loading up to where I can access the draft order. Okay. It's just making not the pick. So, we're going to go old-fashioned racing. Pen and paper. Let's go pen and paper here, James. What? Pen and paper. Well, we don't even have to write them down. Yeah, that's true. We don't have to write them down. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my big board over here. Well, where do you, what big board are you looking at? CBS. CBS big board. Okay. So... That was your Seattle pick. Hendon Hooker, Seattle. Yes. So pick number 84. There's a lot of different ways you can go with this, I think. Because... Who do you got? And you're going to have to tell me who I have, too. Cause I... Oh, well, have you hooked it back up? Not yet. I'm okay. about to do that right now. Well, hook it back up so I can see, too, because I don't know who I've got. If you'll let me. Oh, no. There you go. Cool. Oh, no. What? So, oh, that's why. Use an error on that one. Plug it back in, Bavis. There you go. Look at that. Well, I mean, I have the big board. I just need the, the draft. The draft list. The draft order. There you go. Do it that way. Do a split screen. Or do that, yeah. All right. So whenever you're ready, you scroll on down. There you go. I've lost control of the mouse. You lost control of the mouse? Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. Do you want to cut all this out? Eventually. I can do it at home, though. That way we can get it. Okay. So, for the next pick, I have the Seattle Seahawks. No, you don't. I did. Oh, you had the Seahawks. Yes. It would help if I did this. Well, we really got thrown off on this. We we really did. Thank you, Derek Brown. Derek Hall, whoever your name is. Whoever the hell you are. Now watch. It'll pop back up. <laughs> I'd be grateful. I would, too. It'd be a little easier. We can just throw picks in then. All right. So, you have 84 Miami Dolphins. I do. And... Again, this is a tough pick because Dolphins, they've also made a lot of moves in the offseason, so they don't have a lot of holes that they need, per se. But I'm going to have them going Moro Ajomo from Texas, D-line. Okay. All right, so up next for me, I have the Chargers at 85. Um, let me, let me, let me look to see who, I can't find the mouse. Where's it at? Oh, you got to plug it back in. <laughs> Over for two with the plug in. All right. All right. So for the chargers early on, we picked... Running back, 
I mean, I have I have a pick in mind. I'm just trying to see if we have if we've already picked him. Okay, so I'm gonna take the. Well, that's not what I, that's not what I was looking at. Dead on it. Uh, I'm gonna take Henry two o two o linebacker from Alabama. Mm. Good pick. All right, you are back on the board, sir. With the Baltimore Ravens. Is this their first pick? No, in the third round? Yeah, but not in the whole draft. When did they have a pick? Early, they had a first rounder. Did they? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, they did. Okay, they Brian Brissy. Yeah, they had a first rounder. You have them with Brian Brissy. Okay. I'm going to have them taking Jair Brown, corner from Penn State. Okay. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. He's he's a solid corner. All right. So my next pick, I have the Vikings at eighty-seven. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with again the same thing we ran with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I thought about taking a running back here for the Vikings, but Dalvin Cook's still on the team, so can't play off that. Um, I'm going to have them taking um man some of the, the <laughs> I was looking at some of these guys it's like okay yeah this is great but he's already taken um man this is difficult Give me, man. Uh, okay. Here's here's one. Uh, Zach Harrison, edge rusher, Ohio State. I mean, they're they're going to need a guy to replace Colin Mack. I think it would be best for them to just get rid of him because he's too much money and not enough production. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So again, we're rapid firing these, so no more. So number eighty-eight, I have Yaya. Diaby, Edge from Louisville. Going to Jacksonville, pick number 88. There you go. All right, next up, 89 for the Giants. Um, I'm going to have them take... uh, Let's go with... Marvin Mims Jr. Or, yeah, Marvin Mims, receiver, Oklahoma. All right. I had my next pick and I lost them. <laughs> it happens. So for number 90, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm having them select Keyshawn Boutte from LSU receiver. Keyshawn Boutte. There you go. All right. Next up, pick 91, the Bills. All right, give me one second. I'm taking your mouse so I can scroll down so we can get an updated list here. Uh, Bills at 91, I'm going to have them take uh, Tank Bigsby, running back, Auburn. I like that pick. I like that pick. I need a running back. So 92, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, that's a team that's really drafting for depth at this point. 
I'm going to have them taking Trey Palmer, receiver from Nebraska. Okay. Uh, next up, Carolina Panthers for me. I'm going to have them take Parker Washington, receiver, Penn State. I got the Eagles again. I always get the Eagles. I mean... I'm going to have them taking Brenton Cox, edge rusher from Florida. Okay. And you get the last pick because we don't do compensatory. That's right, we don't. We don't do compensatory. So we you don't. get the last pick. All right, so the last pick... Um, Kansas City Chiefs at 95. He's already gone. <laughs> um, man. I'm going to give them Eli Ricks at okay. corner from Alabama. All right. One of the names that we did not say, surprisingly, was Andrew, Andrew Voorhees. I thought about him earlier on, but I don't know. I'm not too sold on him. I'm not either. But Ray Slim, despite the technical difficulties, and for those wondering, Derek Hall is still loading in. Uh, <laughs> Watch, we'll get done recording and it'll pop up. Probably. So, But despite the difficulties, we somehow grinded out the, the, uh, the three-round mock draft. Again, we never do compensatory picks just because... We just don't, right? The time constraints and all that. I mean, we're running almost, and we're at 217. Yeah, so shorter than years past. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we're also, it's only just two of us this year. Normally, That's Pat does it too. with us. He wasn't able to this year. So, just running two of us, I mean, and not running it, pen and paper and magazines. Helpful. Uh, helpful uh, until technology decides to poo out on us. Yeah, and I wish PFF had a savior draft thing, but they yeah. don't. Um, maybe they they have the savior draft, but it's not until you're done. Yeah, so kind of defeats the purpose a yeah. lot. But we grinded it out. Um, so, racing, like you say, we're 12 days away from the first round opening up. Um, I think all of us are clamoring for that at this point. I think we've all hit draft talk pretty hard. But we're not done yet with draft talk because next week we're going to have a personalized mock draft by you. I've decided. By you, you're first. I'm first? I, you're first. All right, I'll get that done this weekend. Because I was thinking about it, we can record earlier in the week, the week of the draft, potentially, and see what we can do. We could do that. We could do it. We could do that. We can make a time. Shouldn't take too long. That, or, I mean, see where we're at. Do one, have mine do, do me on the normal Thursday. Yeah. And then have you, we can see about possibly doing it again on Saturday. Possibly. We might have to do that like a Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, maybe. Maybe even a Sunday evening. We'll see. Maybe. Time will tell. We'll figure it out. But there will be two mock drafts coming out personalized, one through 30. I know we did mock drafts based on certain teams earlier um, in the offseason, but this is going to be straight one through 31, our own mock draft of who we think we'll take. Yep. Now, this one is where we're going to compare. Night of the draft, it's always fun to say, I got that one right. And I didn't get this one right. Yep. So you can do trades. You can do whatever you want. Yep. It's your own mock draft. So those are always exciting to talk about. But until then, Raceland, that will do it for us and the three-round mock draft special. I am James, and that was Raceland. Thank you for listening to your favorite football podcast.